All right, Stick and Ring Podcast, episode 44. We're going at breakneck speed today. All right, Josh, don't fuck it up. Here we go. Yeah, one, two. What is going on, boys? Episode 44 from Stick and Ring Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure you guys are using promo code THPN, and you guys will get free $5 at sign up. There's a shitload of sports going on right now. If you're a beauty and you took Rory McIlroy at the Wells Fargo like me, you're going to make some coin. If you love scandals and you love horse racing, well, the Kentucky Derby just passed. And I'm pretty sure that's the first step of the Triple Crown. You can still get into that. We're a third way through the MLB season. The Sox are hot. The Yankees are shit. So get in on that while you can. All you do is draft a lineup and watch your team rack up the points. And boys, please make sure that you are over the age of, is it 18? It's 18. Technically over the age of 18, but 19 or older to play. 19 or older to play. So be honest yeah. with your age and eligibility restrictions do apply. What's going on, boys? <laughs> There's something about watching you do like an ad read, especially like whether it's like scripted or not. I just uncontrollably smile because I'm like, he's going to fuck this up. He's going to fuck this up at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my first off script ad read. Okay. So How's it going? Pretty good. Oh. That was pretty good. We'll yeah. do some housekeeping here. So, no, you cannot bet on horses on DraftKings. So that's okay, though. <laughs> if you are, if you are one of those people that you caused, no, it's I've done that too. I did the F one thing, and you can't bet F one on DraftKings. That's fine. But if you are, if you're one of those people that paused the episode right away and you went to go look for horses and you couldn't bet on horses, <laughs> that's on Josh. A little more housekeeping. Um, I think it's I think it's eligibility wherever you are. Because don't you have to be 21 to gamble in the states? Yeah, eligibility yeah. where you are. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Eligibility restrictions apply, is what we'll say. It's kind of like nineteen in Canada. Yeah, it's kind of like putting a damper on, like just just know your limits, play within it, kind of thing. Like if you're yeah. if you're ugly like me, don't go searching for the dimes, <laughs> unless one falls in your lap. You go for the nickels. Uh, <laughs> are you calling Megan a nickel? <laughs> no, that's why oh. I changed my I changed my story right there. Um, what else? There was another housekeeping moment. Uh, I don't think it's a free five dollars, but like at sign up, it, I think five dollar minimum deposit, and you're chilling after that. You get a free entry with that five dollar deposit. So like, I know none of you motherfuckers have been going out to restaurants eating food, so you're, you're spending. You're not spending your money there. So why not? Why not make the smart investment? Elijah, the non-official financial advisor, will tell you DraftKings can make you money if you ain't a dumbass. So minimum $5 there. There, that's the housekeeping. That's perfect. They're perfect. Beauty. I, <laughs> uh, you stroke me off, I stroke you off, and we're all our shoulders are feeling good at the end of this, right? There you go. Can all you right. stroke off my fucking glute so it feels better or no? 100%. Pull your pants down like we always used to do. Absolutely. <laughs> hey uh fellas hello Hello. hi what's going Uh, on nothing dude nothing let's 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 do some more housekeeping real quick so this is the first time in i would say a couple months that we haven't live streamed we are just recording we're not together that kind of sucks but Mm -hmm. we're online just recording the episode just like old times so we're bleeping out everything should we my question, my first question to Raf is not how you doing, but Raf, do you want to reacquaint yourself with the sensor button? 
I I I I have it already saved. Have, I like I like I know exactly what I'm doing when I do you like, have, it's just do you, automatic. Do you have a pen and paper handy? Fuck, what are you gonna make me bleep out? I'm just every time I swear I'm just gonna say the timestamp and you just write it down. <laughs> or every every time I say something offline, offside. That's fine. Hey man, you tell me what you don't want on the record, I'll take it off the record. Okay. Will you actually take it off? hundred <laughs> percent. Let's make sure to handle that one. Oh, harder, baby. And did you get into more Twitter arguments or what? <laughs> dude, I, dude, my phone, dude. Dude, dude, my phone was blowing up yesterday from really? Dude, I was dying I laughing. Oh, you get the notifications too? I'm oh, so dude. glad I, I took that off. I'm so happy because my dude, phone would oh, go off all the time every time Elijah would get into one. Dude, all I'm going to oh, say God. is like, I'm trying to sleep and I'm getting Twitter notifications. I'm like, okay, something's going on. And I never look. Dude, and I your know. fucking vibrate is like three seconds long dude, dude. i was, <laughs> I, was like, I, know. I was um <laughs> sorry go ahead all i know is that elijah was getting put in the body bag last night oh chill out dude chill out i was standing up for myself i was standing up for the positive people out there <laughs> listen the fact of the matter is is i was a little bit buzzed last night yeah. i saw something i didn't like i addressed it that sounds like a leader to me so we don't have to say who you were beefing with or who they're with, but what I want to talk about is I, I don't know if I could find the initial tweet that you commented on. So do you mind saying what it was about? Yeah, they basically, <laughs> the, someone, someone on Twitter, they said that like Joe Sackick was the GM of the Canuck or the GM of the Avalanche as of 2014. Jim Benning was the GM of, of the Canucks as of 2014. Right. And they were like, isn't that timeline the most sad thing ever? And I was like, um, they drafted McKinnon in 2013. And they drafted Landeskog in 2011. We drafted all of our guys 2015 and post. Right. Yeah, I remember actually seeing we, this reply for a little bit. But I just fucking... We, we rocketed from there. We could, we could address it later. Why don't we... We cannot... Okay, we cannot take that. That's not the beginning of our episode. Those, no. those vermin... Dude, is that is that a bad word? I don't know. I feel like uh, that's no, just dude. like saying like calling someone a snake. I, it, that's what I meant by it. You're a snake. Those vermin don't don't deserve to be at the beginning of the episode. Boys, how you doing? For the record, Josh. me and Josh operate independently from the Stick and Rank Twitter page. So if yeah. anybody has any problems, please <laughs> please feel free to go directly to Elijah. <laughs> yeah. One last note. It's actually hilarious whenever I like the few times I get into an argument and someone addresses it like you guys all you guys act like this and I'm like it's just it's just me <laughs> it's just Elijah me and Josh don't give a single fuck I'm, We're a, not even I'm on over Twitter. here like a few tequilas deep and I'm like it's, it's just me over here <laughs> it's Elijah <laughs> dude I was, thank God for, I was waiting thank God for, for someone spell check. <laughs> I want to see all those yeah. messages without any spell check or with you fucking up the numbers I think that would yeah. be hilarious <laughs> dude I typed out a message one time and it was like like one of the last ones I sent I was I was like they said something fucking sassy so i was like you know what whatever i was like i'm gonna explain this to you simply but i've had a couple margaritas so we'll see how it turns out and i just went back afterwards and i was like all right click all the red lines and just fix those 
Dude, I dude, I saw that. I saw that tweet and I was, I was dying laughing. <laughs> like, here we go. Um, okay, so let's get this on track. Before I'm not even I'm taking back. I rescind my question. How are you guys doing? Because let's tell the listeners real quick. So we're going today. We got we got issues to address. Yeah, we'll, I'll probably talk Twitter beef some more later. But we're gonna go. We'll dabble in some Canucks talk. We'll we'll get your sad your sad feels going. We're gonna do some internet story segment later on. What else are we doing? We've got hockey, a little bit of sports, internet stories, and then we're and then we're out. And, and then, then we're out. Here. Okay, sweet. Yes. Okay. If you could see, I what? Okay. Side question: When you guys were talking <laughs> into the can, like Josh, I don't know what your phone looks like when you're on this app, but Raffle and for yeah. both of you, when you're yeah. talking and you're looking at a screen, are, who are you looking at? I stare at myself the entire podcast. Me too. <laughs> Wait, really? Hundred yeah. percent. Oh, dude, I I look at who's ever talking. I no, never. I briefly. I like look back at you, but then if you stop talking or you talk for too long, I just oh. look back at myself. Actually, no, no. Josh is right. If, if someone else is talking, I'm looking at them. No. But if if I'm talking, I'm literally just staring at myself. And right now, I'm like, bro, you need to chill on the drinks. Like, you, look, <laughs> you look haggard. Uh. I supposed to look fresh for the new haircut, but instead, you look like a like a fucking 10 year old tire right now you get <laughs> you get a little uh, flush too don't worry buddy it's warm in there we get it yeah <laughs> uh, okay i will re i will readdress my question josh how are you doing today yeah i'm doing well man uh yeah. it was mother's day it was a busy day at work and i'm golf tomorrow boys in t-minus oh. like six and a half hours so <laughs> little yeah. little tired um the game i mean the way that my golf game has been going I'm I'm due for a round in the low 90s, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I, I'm doing well. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Raph, how are you? Okay. Whoa, that was a good one. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm having a glass of Lagavulin 16. Ooh. Really nice. Really <laughs> Okay. Yeah, love it. I actually really like it. Uh, Dan got it for me for my birthday, and it's fucking sick. Dan, the guy who runs our Instagram page, fucking beauty. Um, and what's it called? Boys, I got vaccinated. Let's go! Yeah, I got Pfizer. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. Pfizer. You and I can make out. We have the same vaccine. No, say the hell away from me. Dude, um, yo, I almost... Okay, this is going to sound really weird, but like... I, I think it's... Like, I waited in line for like an hour because I technically did like a walk-in vaccination or whatever. Yeah. The moment... First off, the needle... Because it's it's larger than your average needle, it fucking it's dull when it goes in. What, dude? It like like they put it into my like kind of like my shoulder like bicep area. It's a little bit sore even if I touch it. Um, but it went in and it was like like normally with like uh, like any kind of like flu shot or anything like that, it's like in and out like super quick, like barely notice it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lady put it in. And I felt like like it like punctured my skin. Obviously, so I'm like, oh okay, whatever. But like it was in there. Uh. And it just got like really, really fucking dull. And then she took it out. And I was like, that was kind of like a weird feeling. And then I don't know if she made me anxious, but she was like reading all like the symptoms, all the things that might happen. And it's like, I felt myself like slowly go out of it. Like I'm fine with blood, needles, all that kind of stuff. Like I don't have any trouble with it. Yeah. But I felt myself like slowly like fade and then come back. And I was like, I'm good. That's wild. Dude, I didn't know if like I like again, I was in line for a little bit, so I didn't know if I was like hungry or like dehydrated or what it was, but it was like yeah. I was like, fuck, am I gonna pass out in a fucking gymnasium full of like 150 people? That's wild. Dude, yeah, it's not ver- verbal meme for you, real quick. Yeah. Uh like 
Raffle's body is King Leonidas and COVID, the COVID vaccine entering his body is that guy next to the hole. And Raffle's uh, body looks better real quick and he, and he just kicks him in the hole. He's like, fuck yourself. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking bye. But dude, um, e, I don't know if you had this when you got vaccinated because I know, Josh, you're still waiting on your vaccination. But um, was your arm super fucking nerd? Uh, was your arm super sore after? Uh, yeah, uh, not like so. Like, I, I equate it to playing like shot for shot with your friends. Yeah, like, no, dude, my arm was like <laughs> sore. Like, we're talking like <laughs> All right, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 15 minutes, dude. It was like it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I couldn't go over like 90 degrees without my arm being like like without it like fucking caving and having to go under it was like it was like somebody charlie horse my arm for like 36 hours straight dude i love how as soon as we're not live like <laughs> the filter just comes off a little bit far <laughs> <It's so bad. laughs> well we've both been drinking we have an excuse josh yeah true yeah. um e um, i was gonna what's the, I, oh i was just gonna why'd you mess up the flow I, I was, who me no, no joshua me. sorry that's okay he ha- I think he was trying to ask that question for a minute, and then he's just like, I'll do it. No, uh, <laughs> no the, the raising your arm like above 90 and you feel it, that's normal. Don't worry. You're chilling. It's working. Yeah. Um, the needle I thing, think- I don't know what you're talking about. I've talked to multiple people where like you I, – I thought it would – if anything, I would have believed that it was a thinner needle because I didn't oh, feel anything. It felt thicker. It felt substantially thicker. But Man, they- did you get any symptoms or anything after or no? Yeah, yeah. Within like two hours, I had like a runny nose. I had fatigue. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have a sore throat, but I had like I could feel something going on in that area. Yeah, dude, I had I probably got shot at six, let's say like five six that time, and then come like ten p.m., I had like rapid sneezing, and I've never had rapid sneezing in my life. I was just like sneeze, 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 sneeze. Woke up in the morning, totally fine, ready to rock. Best, like yeah. I've also had really really shitty sleep since I've been vaccinated. I don't know if that's related, but. This, this statement kind of operates under the assumption that the yes the vaccines are good in the long run but like i guess like mad props to scientists for taking like what is evidently such a fucked up virus and just like dude they they made that thing submit yeah they're like fuck you yeah. dude like, that's that's the one crazy thing that i always bring myself back to about all of this is like who's the fucking genius like no like who's gonna get credit for this when all this shit's done you yeah know? that's what I, I thought credit. i thought we would i thought you would have uh we would have seen that right yeah. yeah like because like pfizer is like what is it a pharmaceutical company i imagine yeah right i don't know enough about it yeah like i don't like what the fuck is pfizer like it's the company <laughs> that obviously distributes it yeah but it, it just it's wild like Scientists are weird. Like they are a weird breed of people. Like they live in like the molecular, molecular, molecular life. You know. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a while. Fuck. That's okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, boys. Oh, um, yeah. But but it's true though. Like they literally live like inside the human body and just look at your cells and fucking like how just a body reacts to certain things. And I don't know, like. I can't even fathom what they do because it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Even though that I yeah. know biology behind it is real yeah. and the chemistry yeah. and all that shit, you know, it's so, it's so weird to me. Anyway. Um, e, how you doing? Yes. E, I have a question. Like, for you. 
Hit me with it. <laughs> give, me, give, me a, give me an option. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, I want to know how you are, but more specifically, how is your fridge situation? Oh, you went there, hey? You had to take it there, didn't you? <laughs> well, okay, so here's here's how being an adult works, guys. You find out your fridge doesn't work on Thursday. Or, no, you find that out on Tuesday. But yeah. Thursday comes, it's still not fixed. And what we base here's the equation we drew. We said the freezer is operating like a fridge and like one and a half fridge temperatures. Like there's probably a better unit to use, but it's working about one and a half times colder than a fridge. So everything in the freezer, you're good. Now in the fridge, this is where we started to get a bit dicey here because there is now, I'll say right now, actually, I will readdress the freezer and I will say the Greek yogurt bars. They're garbage. <laughs> However, did, did, they, did they finally re- freeze? Did you finally try one that was frozen? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, so everything in the freezer except for the Greek bars is garbage. Now in the fridge, once you get to the fridge, the fridge is made up of largely produce and like, and maybe some like dairy products like Greek yogurts and tzatziki and cheese and whatnot. Uh, All yeah. these things. But the bonus of that, at least what scientist Elijah has decided, is that any of those things, if they are going to expire, they like they show visual signs. Like they will mold or do something like that. Yeah. So unless I basically what I'm telling you is unless I see mold, I'm eating that shit. Same with the produce. So I'm also telling you that 90% of that fridge is good. Mm. We'll decide as we go through it. I've already been fishing through some strawberries. We're at like a three to one ratio right now. Of every three <laughs> strawberries we eat, one goes in the garbage. So, <laughs> really, yeah. Now, I've been home alone today. As of like seven p.m., I had some. I was I was playing some video games, and afterwards, Raph, I went over to the freezer and I checked those Greek bars. <laughs> <laughs> they were frozen. So, or like they nice. were like, they Huge. were, <laughs> they were somewhat frozen. <laughs> they, they were they were at least one object and so i opened one up and i started i looked at it and i'm like these motherfuckers forgot to put a stick in it those assholes but then i realized i'm like no dude that melted in the sticks in the middle now what the fuck oh yeah were I they good that- though did they taste good yeah, they're all right. I don't know. I can't tell, dude. I can't tell if that's the taste they're supposed to have or not at this point. Are they, are they, are they like, <laughs> do you think that they were better melted or frozen solid? I, I'm going to say in the picture of the box, they look really good compared to what I had. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I had the unique Greek bar experience. But hey, shout out landlords are dropping off a new fridge tomorrow. Thank you. That's much Huge. appreciated. I did Huge. find out through other people. <laughs> I told my parents and my family, I was like, but I should be like entitled to groceries, right? Like if 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 like my groceries go bad, like I I should be able to get compensated for that. And they're like, uh, no, dude, that's called life. <laughs> like <laughs> get over it. And I was like, oh, bitch. Yeah, they hit you with the life talk. Dude, that yeah, sucks. Like, dude, isn't it true that your family can make you feel like the most beta bitch ever if All they the want to? Yeah. Like any older generation if they're just like uh no, basically saying like no you're a pussy dude you're like oh okay yeah <laughs> dang yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. how that is <laughs> yeah i'm doing good dude i get a new fridge tomorrow so cool i love that okay huge can we uh, also can we also address your haircut or no well they yeah can't sure i'm yeah yeah it's a good it's a good cock tease though i mean sunday or you're listening to this monday 
I got a haircut. I'm going. We're going live on Tuesday. Yeah, check it out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Love that. I went to I went to my uh, I went to my childhood barber. Like my, me and my family have been going to that one for like I would say like 20 years or something like that. Like my grandma, my grandparents go there. I think some of my family goes there, and then I went back. I was like, "What's up?" And they were like, "Yo, let me put you your hair real quick." I was like, "All right, sick." <laughs> it was good. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, boys, I guess we probably should address as well. It's Mother's Day. Hey. It's Mother's Day. Mother's Day. It's it's the day of the moms. Um, yep. So I have a story. I have a good story about my mom. So, the old, old Michelle. Michelle. Hey, don't say old. Young. Sorry, I, think I meant to say good old Michelle. Good yeah. old. There we go. Yeah, yeah, you yourself. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so yeah, bleep bleep that one out. I'll bleep it out. What time is that? Like twenty three something. Yeah, twenty like twenty three. That's already three, dude. Um, Remember when we first started doing the podcast and we thought it'd be really funny to have a bleep counter, and then it just got really out of control, yeah. so we stopped. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so this happened. Oh God, I was probably in grade grade nine. Eight, nine, or ten, and um, me, my sister, and my mom. We were getting ready to go see our grandparents out in High River. We were going to go for brunch. Okay, so my mom had gotten this really nice. I want to say it was pink. It could have been white, but a very nice, like pink white dress. Okay, so we're right about to leave. We're fifteen, twenty minutes away, and my mom's like. Okay, I have to feed the cats. So she feeds Cheeto and Dusty, our cats at the time. Rest in peace to both of them. She they she gives them tuna, like from a can. Or no, she made what did she do? I don't know. I think she made her and Allie, like my sister, a snack, and they had the tuna. And then she gave my cats the juice. Okay, so at the time my mom was a huge Keith Urban fan. So Cheeto just crushed the tuna juice. Like it was gone in like a minute. My mom is like ate hers, waited three minutes. This Keith Urban song comes on and my mom starts dancing around my, my kitchen and like my living room. And she, she picks up Cheeto and is holding him like on her chest with his mouth facing like behind her. So, He's, and she's like spinning them and like kind of like jumping up and down. And me and my sister are watching this and we see Cheeto's neck like just start going like back and forth like the chicken neck. And <laughs> Cheeto fucking <laughs> yaks down my mom's back onto her, onto her brand new dress. No fucking way, and dude. And she, she smelled like, pu- like cat puke and tuna. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, dude, that story just sticks with me to this day, and I still bring it up because it was such a legendary, <laughs> it was such a funny moment. It's a fucking and power like, move from Cheeto, Jesus Christ. And my mom, like, <laughs> she throws Cheeto to the ground. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it smells like gold seal. Uh. Oh man, I just I I die every time. Every time Mother's Day rolls around, put, put I yourself. And I and your, I brought up oh. that story. It was so funny. 
put yourself in fucking Cheeto's little paws, dude. What what he's thinking? He's like, what are you thinking, dude? You just fed me. But dude, uh, that's you why. crazy woman. But, you know, put me boys, down, boys. You know what that is? Like that's us for the equivalent, like crushing some chili cheese fries at the P and E and going and riding the beast. Like two minutes later, like it's not, yeah. it's not going to go over well. It's going to be you're going to be chucking some sauce. Yeah, <laughs> we're still probably going to do it anyways. Seriously. Cheers, guys. Pull out a banana, dude. What? So, so the other thing I want to I want to talk about, boys, <laughs> is the recent amount of shootings we have in Vancouver right now. Yeah. Hey, let's let's do a let's do a shooting report. So, uh, yeah, last four days we got a uh, three. How many? We got three or four. So, like, we're on so a goal per game kind of thing. Fucking so, hell. So, last week, there was a shooting in North Delta right by my work. And yeah. I was working, and I could literally see eight fucking cop cars just ripping. By. And it, it was nuts. And then I and then I saw two a- ambulances rip by as well, as fast as an ambulance can go. Um, so, that was pretty sketch. And then the car there the getaway car that was actually caught on film was found burnt on fire in Burnaby. And then we had a shooting in Burnaby. Don't know where the car was. Yeah, at yesterday. One. Yesterday. And then fucking today, man, at the well, airport. Could well, you imagine? The, could you imagine if we weren't in COVID? Did you say did you, that was there? Did you bring up the, the, what's it called? The Willowbrook one as well. Mm. No, so, oh, between, yeah, so between Delta and Burnaby, there was a Willowbrook one. Yeah. Before Delta, there was a Langley one outside of a gym. This is all probably within a two-week span, I'd say. Yeah. Before that gym one in Langley, there was one in Coquitlam with uh, like a 20-year-old boy at a basketball court. Yeah. And then before that, the one that, that I think was like the first one that kind of like started, or it was like the first one of this like noticeable week of incidents was a stabbing outside uh, a restaurant in Cole Har- Harbor called oh, Car Something, Cardello's? Mm. I think I could be wrong about that dude so boys I feel as if we're living in GTA right now yeah that's pretty wild (laughs) are we let's let's dive into some things like okay like gang gang life motherfuckers are feeling pretty brave to go shoot someone up at an airport like guaranteed place that have cops yeah, yep. cops, security, like, everything. Like we've all played GTA. That's literally like if you walk up in the airport and you start shooting, <laughs> mm-hmm. three, four stars immediately. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that's a that's a fucked move to do that. You got the swap. We should chopper. We should mention. I mean, we probably have some listeners up in I don't know Brazil, Russia, China, yeah, all over the world, anywhere, all over. So it sounds like a lot of these shootings are connected. Like it sounds like. I don't know if the Delta one's connected. I know the Burnaby one, the guy who did the shooting in Burnaby was the guy who got shot at YVR. At the airport. Oh, really? Oh, really? That's, that's what I've heard so far. Unconfirmed, no but confirmed official report from Elijah. Stick and Ring podcast. Credit us. Uh, yeah. He was the one who got shot at the airport. Holy shit. That's, that's it, the news circulating around Vancouver Twitter right now. It, it's nuts because... There's also a surprising amount of like dash cam footage of all the stuff that's going on. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the sketchy thing is, Raph, is you're right. These things and these incidents are in the middle of the day. They're not even at night. Oh, yeah. Seriously. You know, and I feel as if that's the trend right now is and, and normally when you when you hear these shootings, it almost seems to take almost like two to three weeks and then there's retaliation. But dude, it's like back to back to back days. Well, yeah, Josh, you know, I don't know. Less than 72 I, hours apart. Josh, when did you move to BC again? Like 2015 or 2016? Uh, 25th, 2015, I think. Okay, I think this was either in 2015 or 2016, one of those two years. But we also had like something really similar happening in Surrey where it was just like, like I'd say multiple shootings a week for like a month, month and a half long stint. It, like it was really weird. There like, there was like 30 shootings in 40 days or something like that? Something yeah. like that. Crazy gang yeah. violence. Yeah. Holy shit. And yeah, it's it's nuts. And this is such a cliche scene from an action movie, but yeah. it's wild to think there's shit going on in the shadows that the public just does yeah. not. Yeah. You know, I'm curious to just see how these conversations actually happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You, you just, I, how do you how the hell do you know where a person's gonna be at the airport and you're just yeah. You're gonna say, "Let's go kill him." You have an in. You, you have a mole. Yeah. Oh, fucked. One of my, yeah. I was talking to a guy at work, and he was basically saying he's like, he's like, eventually, like they're just gonna kill themselves off. I'm like, you, you want to think that because that's kind of like wishful thinking in a sense. But they recruit, dude. They're gonna recruit. That spot's gonna get filled. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing, like any other kind of business. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's always another mule to carry the pack, which is which is wild. So, anyway. Yeah. It's nuts, and since I've lived out here, maybe it has happened, and maybe I just haven't really paid attention to it. But I've been really paying attention to it lately, yeah. just because it's in your face. It's not like, yeah. hey, headline: two a.m. shooting in Burnaby when no one, no one's there. Yeah. Well, did you see? Did you see what they did when like the shooting at Richmond happened? They, they closed the bridges. They, yeah, they, they closed, closed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in Surrey, and my dad's like, they just closed all the bridges into Richmond. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm staying for dinner. Like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's wild it's wild yeah, yeah. i've never seen you do that before yeah so they closed bridges tunnels this, everything this is what i don't get though he yeah. got away like uh three people three people were apprehended really yeah from I, from what i heard at least okay i i saw that the, like i saw that the v like the suspect vehicle got away because they burned it in surrey didn't they yeah yeah so like i just i guess i just assumed that everyone got away but yeah that, that's i yeah. guess that's okay yeah, that's, that's crazy but anyway, boys, speaking of Vancouver. What a good segue. We jump yeah. in, are we jumping into some Canucks or what? Speaking of other daily tragedies, we got uh <laughs> the Canucks got, playoff opportunities. <laughs> yeah, we got well, hey, okay, no, let's 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 mark this day. Twelve fifty seven AM. It's early morning, May tenth. All of us are still alive. We've battled COVID. We've battled a lot of things. Uh we're standing here still not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Um, we are, we are officially, there's a chance. Exactly. We are 14 points out of a playoff spot right now with seven games left. So that means if we win every game, which is two against Winnipeg, one against Edmonton and four against shit town Calgary, then we got a chance to get in. So call me crazy. I'm not giving up yet, but 
I'm at my wits end. I'll say that. Um, Dude, all I'm saying is the fat lady hasn't started to sing, but you can guarantee she's warming up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does she? What does she warm up with? She has a she has a banana like I do, or she has some. What did uh, Al Murdoch say that one time? He said lemon. She does vocal lemon. exercises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was, right? Yeah, and he yeah, said he yeah. drinks le- lemon water or lemon lemon tea, lemon ginger tea, I think. Yeah. That's Something it. like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so the tea's brewing right now. The water's boiling. So. Yeah. And if you're listening, Al, I'm sorry. You can tell my voice still sounds like shit. And all I've been doing is crushing tequila and lime juice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't really I mean, it's citrus, citrus drink too. I mean, it's kind of up there with like the lemon ginger tea, right? True. Good point. Yeah. Positive spin. Yeah. In hindsight, boys, we missed the playoffs. It's a disappointing season. The this is a team that should be competing for a playoff spot. Are we a cup con- contending team yet? Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. No. Uh, but when you look at where we were at last year, did we overachieve last year? Yeah, but. Should we have made the playoffs last year? Yes. Um, so this is definitely a step backward. It's not a giant one. Um, you know, I think this offseason is really going to dictate where the team is headed and what investment they, they choose to do in the future. So with, obviously, the contracts of Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it sucks. We're... You know, we're, while the playoffs are going on, we'll probably still have some hockey talk and some unbiased takes. But it it looks like our season's done. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what's looking like. Thank yeah. You. Thank you for leaving a window of opportunity for me. Yeah. Um, yes, it does suck. I mean, I think it is over. It, it does suck to be to be done and sealed with seven games remaining. That is a bit yeah. of a hurt. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. But. Yeah, you know it's it's a, it is a big off season. It's a disappointing season, but when you really address that, I mean, it is it, it's a fucking COVID shortened season with no training camp. All these we had a big infection on the team. All things considered, I still and and maybe I'll Twitter beef with you guys next. I still like this team. I'm not worried. I said something on the other day. I said if this exact same team showed up in October, literally exact same, just healthy. Like everyone's healthy, I'm confident. Are mm-hmm. you? Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I mean, I think the other side that we have to look at as well is the division that we play in next year as well. You know, sure. we're we're gonna have a new addition with Seattle if we do end up going back across the border. Um, and I don't think the NHL has actually released whether or not the divisions are going to be restored, but. You know, when we, you know, if we do kind of play this baseball schedule again against all Canadian teams, I still think it's going to be a challenge. You know, there's there's a lot of talent. You know, when you're going up against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and, uh, you know, Montreal Canadiens and the Winnipeg Jets, it's, 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 it's tough. It, it really is. Um, you know, those teams maybe not so much Montreal or usually contenders in their division and Vancouver's not, you know, we're kind of a, I don't want to say a bubble team when it comes to the Pacific division, but we're not division leaders. That's for sure. And we can't kick the shit out of California teams who are actually rebuilding and they're starting to look nice. So it's, it's going to be tough. I, I say for Vancouver over the next year or so, regardless Mm -hmm. of what COVID has. 
Yeah. I, I I just don't I don't see the sports like sports worlds NHL world the forecasts for the way teams go I just don't see it's just too simple of a storyline to say like oh the Canucks they finally got their core figured out they had a magical run to the playoffs and it just all went to shit after that I just I yeah. don't see that hap- I don't see that happening giving the talent on this roster and and people whine and bitch about the depth on this team dude like the the depth on the two on our top two lines when we're healthy is pretty fucking insane dude if you have Bo Horvat and Eat and and Pedersen as your top two centers mm-hmm. like I, it's it's not Matthews and Tavares I get that it's not it's not Dreisaitl and McDavid but after those guys maybe Gino said after those three teams I'm pretty much taking that like, like equal to any other team Mm-hmm. Like those yeah. are those are a sick two centers right there, accompanied by some great wingers as well. Yeah. And when healthy, the depth on this team is not horrid. Um, yeah. It's just it, the thing is, it's hard. It, it's it's hard as a fan. This is what I roasted people on Twitter for, at least in my opinion, is that it's hard to be a positive sports fan. That's just mm-hmm. natural. Like it's hard to look at your team as they whatever win twenty games out of fifty six. That's like. It, it's hard it's to find the silver sell. lining in anything like it's it, yeah. yeah it's a tough sell to lose to lose 36 games in a season or however many they, they end up losing something has to have gone wrong mm-hmm. but I, I just i look at what went wrong this season and and what a normal season will look like for this team and i'm completely confident that the guys that need to step up the Demko's, Pedersons, the names on the team mm-hmm. they can carry this team to a playoff spot no matter what division you're in yeah um, I'm yeah, and when I when I break it down, you know, even a little <clears throat> more, like you said, you know, the core that we have is is correct, and I think there's two things that stuck out to me, and one is kind of a an ongoing issue, the other is hopefully something that can be fixed. And the first thing is money. The, the Canucks, they're they're cap strapped, and and that just sucks because when you're trying to sign free agents or if you're trying to sign guys coming out of their rookie contracts or trying to sign guys to even entry level deals and whatnot, that's going to come into play. You know, the Canucks are right at the cap and I would say that's kind of the worst place to be in right now is when you're kind of in the bottom 15 of the league, you have no money and you have a good core, but you have no money to pay that core. That is a very tough spot. The second thing I'll say is more consistent goaltending. You know, we've seen now twice what Thatcher Demko can do. And we saw it against Vegas in the playoffs last year. And we saw it in kind of the second half of this past year. He's been pretty much lights out. Now, Mm -hmm. do the Canucks need to bolster their blue line? Yes, because you can't have, you can't expect a goaltender, whether you're Jacob Markstrom, fucking Carey Price, flurry you need some back end help and quinn hughes is not that answer he's gonna be the offensive guy and you need guys like tyler myers and nate schmidt to do a little bit better um especially nate schmidt i feel like he had a really bad year this year um and i just i wasn't sold on him i mean for the money that we're paying the guy and i hate how it comes down to dollars but when you're getting paid x amount of money like nate schmidt is you need to perform you need to perform what you had in Vegas and um, obviously different team dynamic, but nonetheless, it's, 
it, it, when you're Vancouver, you start to pay attention to the money because when your dollar value to point production is not there, that's that's when you're, you know, getting shunned by the fans. Yeah, I'll say the the point about being up against the cap versus not being up against the cap. Once you get past the obvious part that tells you that having available money is better than having no available money. Mm-hmm. What I will, what I'll argue is that any team that has available money, about eighty percent of them are going to make a mistake with it. Like it's just, yeah. it's what every team does. Like imagine, look at every free agent signing that's ever happened. How many of them turn out great? Like very, yeah. very, at least the big dollar tickets. Very few turn out great. And yeah. I look at the Canucks and what they've spent money on, and and people fucking love to hate it. But once again, get me healthy. And I'm confident that the, the Jay Beagles, the Brandon Sutters, and all these depth guys that you've heard, I think their contracts, although it's already money spent and money locked up, I'm confident that those guys are could be the right fit. Um, the Nate Schmidt thing's funny, though. Like, let's let's fast forward to next year. What does the D look like? You got Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers, Quinn, uh, Nate Schmidt. Those three are locked in. Yeah. If Al- Let's just say Alex Edler comes back. There's four. I don't think Edler's back. I think he's okay. gone. <clears throat> okay, well, let's let's make it harder on ourselves. We got three then. Yeah. Uh, so now what? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you got tr- Ham- Hamannick. Hamannick would be great to have back. I think he's played tremendously. Um, and and then at that point, if you don't have Hamannick back, if you don't have Edler back, you got some money to play with. Mm-hmm. You got you could you could. I, I think Edler's coming back at least for the one year. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure his contract's not even up. I thought his contract was up this year. It, I don't know. I I started to doubt myself once you said that. Um, either way. So you're basically looking at filling one to two spots with, with probably a young guy and maybe a free agent. And at that point, yeah, it's the last year he's coming up on a free agent deal. That's 6 million coming off the books. Um, it's nice. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice addition right there. But I, I can't imagine Edler getting paid any more than (laughs) 1.5. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see him getting that much more. Um, but I, I, I mean, let's see what Jimbo does. Whatever signing he does, it's not going to be a big one. Doesn't have the money to. Um, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still. I'm not considering say the best GM in the world, but I'm confident that he can, he can get me a, a, a four or five defenseman, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And sure. then at that, then at that point, if you give, if you look, bring back Hamannick, please, I'd love that. Give me a top four of Hamannick, Hughes, Schmidt, and Myers, and I'm actually kind of confident in the ability to shut that down. I'm, 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 I'm happy with them being able to play shutdown defense. It's not, we're not playing the fucking, we got, we don't have the Vegas blue line right now, but it's something. That's all I need. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, another hockey news, couple things I want to talk about. Rick Talk and John Tortorella, both out of coaching jobs. Yep. And dude, I, they're appealing, right? Those two guys, especially Torts. Like Torts is, Torts is a good coach, and I feel he fits the makeup of a young team. Torts does yeah. well with young players because he teaches them to to play hard. You know that you have to play as one. Um, you know, I don't I don't think he he does well with seasoned veterans because they wear on him. They like he'll wear on the team because he like. Veteran guys know what to do. They know the routine. They know when to play hard and whatnot. Whereas young guys, they can be a little bit flashy and, um, you know, maybe not as 
I guess, physical and maybe not as defensive sound. And, and I, I feel that Torts is a really good guy for that. So I don't know where I would really like to see him. Rick Talkett is just as tough as Torts. Uh, definitely not as uh, fiery with the media, I'll say, but, you know, knows what it takes, I would say, to win. Um, mm. I don't see Talkett coming back as, uh, as a head coach. I think he'll be an assistant. Um, but, yeah, a couple, couple interesting moves for sure. Well, you made a point in a group chat earlier about Torts. You made a point about both of them going to Seattle. I think Torts is go- I think it would be a great fit for Torts to be in Seattle mm-hmm. on the surface. I said it out loud and then I thought about it. I mean, <laughs> this is the thing is that this is kind of a funny, uh, this is kind of a realm to enter into that I, I, I don't even know how I feel about it. But Seattle's been a very like diverse team so far, diverse organization. Like they've made, they've made a conscious effort to, you know, I think they hired a Latino GM or pre- I think it was team president. I, I, I don't know the backstory of that. I don't know. I don't have all the information. I ain't genius. Uh, I think they have a, a, a African-American play-by-play guy. They're, oh, basically, they, they got a ton of diversity in the organization. Don't quote me on that last one either. I know basically they've made a few hires in there that have really shown some good intentions to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, a guy like Torts, I don't feel this way. I think he's a, I think he's a normal human being, but I feel like some people... <laughs> The, the woke community in the world would react to that like, oh, why did you have to hire him? You know, like mm-hmm. classic hockey coach. But I, I, I think for that team, like, dude, what what coach, what kind of coach would be better for the next set of like castaways? You know, that's yeah. what Vegas was described as, is the castaways, the guys that no one wants. You know, you, know, you know who would be one? And this who? is a hot take because he has been blackballed by the Oh, NBA. yeah. Ted Nolan. Oh, Okay. Ted Nolan. All right. Yeah. Wait, why, why has he been blackballed? What did he do? He, he's always been pegged as someone who's just never really like fit into like the boys group of the NHL because he's very, he's a very like player friendly coach. Um, Like very, like very much. So like more like you have player coaches and whatnot, but Ted Nolan tips that scale. Um, Yeah. And he's always he's he's a boss that always looks out for his people and doesn't really give a shit about what the brass says. Um, yeah, and when you talk about diversity, I forget Ted Nolan's ethnicity, but you know that's one there for you. I, I think he has an ind- indigenous background. Yeah, it says he was born in Garden River Indian Reserve, number fourteen is what it's called. Do yeah. you want to know a fun little tidbit? Mm. Uh, from from July 2017 until May 2018, he was the head coach of the blank women's or sorry blank men's national ice hockey team. Who was it? Lafia. Raf, any guesses? No clue. Is a is a Poland. It is yeah, a really? Poland. I, yeah, I have Poland, no idea. Poland national ice hockey team. I remember in the 2014 Olympics, he was the head coach of Lafia. When Lafayette, oh, no, sorry. I said, oh shit. Yeah. When, remember that gamey? Uh, we won't go into it too much, but remember when Shea Weber fucking clapped that one slap shot because we put, I think it was 65 shots on the Lafayette goaltender and Canada only beat him by one. I think it was a one nothing game. 
I would have been in high school. It was in 2014, but it was nuts. It was a crazy game. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe maybe it was Jonas Hiller in that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was Swiss. Uh, uh, so I have one more hypothetical here for you. Okay. I just want you to rank these players for me. Mm, give it to me. I already know three of them. Okay. McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon. Who else? Eichel. <laughs> give me uh, i'm unfortunately gonna put eichel in like 10 to 15 range he's not even number four really um yeah you're gonna I, you're probably gonna go you're you're going mcdavid number one two three and then and then matthews can come in number four and mckinnon can come in number five mcdavid's in a world of his own right now now give me who's number four in the it's Sidney crosby Sidney crosby the fourth fourth best player still Jack Eichel. Did you did you throw him in there just because he was drafted around the same time? I threw Eichel in there because he's been able to achieve some pretty good results with such a shitty ass team. And you put him on a really good team, and yeah. he's at, in my opinion, the Austin Matthews level. All right. Interesting. In my opinion. I like I hey, I, I think if you're talking about buying him low right now in a trade, I, I think that'd be a great option. I don't think he's I don't think he's panned out exactly the way people ha- had hoped, but yeah. I, I think he will eventually. Um, yeah. You have the same ranking as me? A little Mc- would, Matt or McKinnon, of, Matthews, McKinnon? In terms of those four, in terms of those four, I would say McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews, Eichel. You, yeah, okay. You swap McKinnon and Matthews. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, just because I love McKinnon's grittiness. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just so hard on the puck, and he just plays a, a more physical style, I would say. And he's got a killer shot and he's so quick. Um, But yeah. Hey, hockey fans. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. I get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. And then <laughs> I looked down at my face. Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I think we move it on, right? Internet stories, boys. Yeah, let's let's jump into some internet stories. I'm fucking ready whenever you are. Yeah. yeah so, I'll start it off here. Yes. Are you, what were we going to say? Well, I was going to say Raph was the one that first had his internet story, and I feel like... Oh, he he's been buzzing, pretty, actually. Plus, he, he has my internet story in the last, like, 15, 20 minutes here. True. 
Dude, fucking hold on. Let me make a timestamp for this. Do I need a puke bucket? It's not that bad. It's just like it made my skin crawl when I first heard about it because I thought it was like it's like it's like a natural phenomenon that happens once every now and again. Okay. So apparently there are these insects called I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right cicadas. Okay. Uh, which is they're kind of like. Like think about something that's like that's kind of got like like that's like a bee or like a wasp type of insect, and they're let's say like about the size of like your pinky to like your thumb oh in size. God. Yeah, they're relatively they're large, and uh, there's like this brood that they're calling Brood X that is set to culminate uh, for the first time within 17 years. So the reason why it's taken so long is essentially that a lot of things have to go right as far as like climate goes, like weather, um, just like the time of the season like tons of stuff and they're like these like black insects with like red eyes right okay that's not the fucked up part the fucked up part was that i didn't know how many of these things are or how many of these things that there are but they're said to be about trillions of them where are are where do they reside Uh, they're in the states they stretch from tennessee to north dakota oh god so that's like basically yeah Right in our backyard, because North Dakota yeah. is Manitoba. Yeah, but I don't think they'd come up our way because I think it's too cold. But to yeah. put it into perspective, per acre of land can harvest basically anywhere from like just under a million to 1.5 million of these fucking things. Dude, that's and, fucked. Dude, it's fucked up. And they were saying also, because like these things, they like, they emerge from the ground. Oh. So when they come up, the article that I was reading was basically saying that like these things are going to come out and they're just going to swarm fucking everything. They're going to like crawl up trees, like shed their skin, and then they're going to just take off and fly. Kind of like a locust type thing, but they're actually not bad for the environment. Like they don't fuck up trees and like eat trees or anything like that. They actually like when they shed their skin, it's a really good fertilizer. But dude, they were saying that like if you have these things in your backyard, it's straight up going to look like your backyard is fucking waving. Uh, like it's like and i just thought that was like disgusting i'm like that like when when i hear this and when i hear you explain this raf yeah little bit of me that thinks i'm so glad we live north of the 49th parallel yeah 100 right people you know what people you guys can complain (laughs) oh it's too cold in canada you know what man nothing fucking can live here that's really fucking scary yeah, we have a couple snakes, have a couple spiders, you know, yeah. some, some horse flies, some hornets, all that shit. But you know what, man? When minus fucking 40 rolls around, that shit doesn't survive. You know, I'd much rather live somewhere where, you know, the occasional daddy long legs kind of wakes up and it's on your ceiling, opposed to a fucking snake in your backyard in Australia trying to eat your kid. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's just, it's just night and day for me, and you can't... Yeah. Me otherwise and i fucking hate bugs i hate bugs i really Ooh. hate snakes yeah i really don't like spiders so i'm yeah. just not an insect guy yeah i've like like I've, i had this conversation earlier on in the week and it's just like i was made fun of for not liking uh like insects or anything like that like i, I have no problem with insects like i actually really really enjoy insects like i like i love holding spiders like any kind of like amphibious creatures love holding all that kind of shit too like it doesn't bug yeah. me but the <laughs> moment something flies or has like, or it does something where it's up. like, it's, yeah, or it does something like it kind of flies, like, like how some spiders can like leap fucking 10 feet, no problem, let's say. Like, yeah, that should just fucking, that's too much for me. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. I have to be able to predict its movement. Ugh. 
Otherwise, it's just it's bad. Yeah, I'm not. What about you? What about the fucking tarantula that that goes from your hand to launching at your face? Dude, I don't know. I'm I'm okay. With, I've held tarantulas. I'm okay with tarantulas. Oh, dude. Uh, you could yeah. you couldn't pay me to do that. No, yeah. it's not that bad. Um, honestly, the comparison I would draw to my fear of snakes is a yeah. lot of needles. That's how I am. I out. I can't do it, dude. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair. tough one. I'm not afraid of needles at all, dude. Stick me up. I just I, like I don't hate passing out. It's not yeah. healthy though. No, that's fair. Okay, uh, yeah. E. All right. So my uh my, my internet story is a bit of a controversial one here. Uh-oh. So now at least originally we're not live. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna um, cut this and it's just gonna go to Josh's internet story. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my my original story comes from the reliable source of TMZ.com. So always got to watch out for that. That's why I had to verify my facts to make sure that it was actually true. The Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit. Oh, yes. The the girl, the lady, the lady's in some hot water. What'd she She do? She's tested positive for steroids. Oh, and uh, more, more. Uh, sorry, the the quote of the article says that because uh, let me let me uh, jump into it here. I don't know if you guys remember Zach's. Uh, what you got going on there, Josh? Oh, I just blew up my candle. Josh is oh, so yeah. classy with his fucking turtleneck and his fucking candle. That that kind of looks like a bit of a dart there. Yeah, Josh, you ripping darts, buddy? No, nah, dude. You get mad at me for being loud in your house, but yeah, you smoke a dart. Yeah, come on, man. That's <laughs> come not cool. On, dude. Oh, relax. <laughs> so, yeah, this this horse apparently has has tested positive for an excessive amount of beta methasone. Beta methasone. Don't fuck with that. That's oh, that's shit. all up in there. So this is huge because it was a Kentucky Derby winner. Now, this has some ramifications. I'm going to imagine they've already the Churchill Downs has already come out and banned Bob Baffert. I think his name is yeah. okay. Uh, and he's like, I don't know if you guys remember what Zach was saying, but he's the like legendary horse trainer who's won like six Kentucky Derbies before this one. Yeah. And so that's like huge. That's that's like banning Tom Brady from the Super Bowl. So yeah. um, that's huge news from the NFL. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, and so this is all they're all they're investigating as at this point what's happening, what happened, what's the amounts, all that stuff. Yeah. If he if the horse is found to have like if it actually was true and the trainers gave it whatever they're found guilty, the horse that finished in second is declared the winner. So I guess it like, what do you do? The gambling r- stuff, guys, I'm lost. I need Zach on this podcast again. <laughs> I need to figure this out. So obviously, if you got paid out for your Medina spirit bet already, you're good. Cause you have your cash. Yeah. Different situations. If you have a parlay, that includes Medina Spirit, like a long-term parlay over like a few weeks. That gets taken. That gets fucked, I'm going to assume. And especially if people put the parlay on like a triple crown. Yeah. Yep. Kentucky Derby, and I forget the other two races, but continue. Yeah, the Queen's Plate is one, right? Mm. I I believe so. I'm not really sure. I can tell you. So you got those. Now, Now my other, the other situation is the guy, the people that bet on the second place horse. I think his name is... I wish I knew that one off the top of my head. Kind of fucked that up. That's all right. Uh, Whoever bet on that horse in second place, I imagine now you also win. Like you are, you turned a loss into a win. So like, shout out, 
shout out the casinos and the horse and the horse tracks and everyone that accepted bets on this and just gets fucked because you end up double paying out people. You know, it almost makes worse where you would save. And this is where Zach would actually be a pretty good help is I wonder what is more popular individual bets or parlay bets because he said individual bets, didn't he last time when he was on or was it parlay because parlays are a little bit more enticing. I think he said that parlays aren't as common because they're too large for risk. Something along those lines. Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he talked about the frequency of how much, but he did say that like books make all their money off people betting parlays because they never win. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing is even if, I would say that if that's true, he people that are betting uh, what the horse that is under investigation on yeah. that parlay, now that's going to be taken away. So that parlay is dead. I would say it's going to offset the cost for people that individually bet that horse to win. I see. But I see could that. You, could you imagine though, if you, because my theory on parlays, at least in horse racing, and I know nothing about it is you probably have a parlay for all three major races for horse racing, I would say. I'd say probably because the Triple Crown is so rare and people probably just place, you know, random bets. Because the last Triple Crown winner, I believe, was California Chrome in like 2015 or 16, I think. Hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah, so it's an interesting one, though. I mean, steroids and horses and shit, like, do no. you not get tested for that before you race? I'm surprised they don't do testing prior. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. It, it, well, I, th- I think they do testing, like, probably the day of the race, and it just doesn't come back the same day. Interesting. Okay. But when was, it, when was this race again? Last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it was last Saturday, I think. Love that. Crazy, dude. So, that's my internet story. Okay. Fair. Boys, I'll round this off and then we can be done at an hour and 10, maybe even sooner. I love that for us. Yeah, fire it off. Okay. So it's a sports story. So I read today or tonight the Colorado Rockies have paid Nolan Arenado 216K in one game to play against them. So Arenado (laughs) was traded in the offseason. And I'll just yeah. kind of give you guys some facts. So the Rockies signed Arenado. I don't know how many years, but basically his deal was worth a total of $199 million. $199 million to a third baseman, which is actually nuts. The Rockies paid the Cardinals an extra $550 million so that the Cardinals could actually afford him on their payroll. And then they're covering his entire salary this year, which is $35 million a year. Which to play is one game? So when you break it down, yeah, the Colorado Rockies essentially are paying the St. Louis Cardinals 216 k for probably one of the best third basemen in the game to play yeah. against them. Like, that's fucked. Wow. So yep. I have a question. Yeah. If... If you're Nolan Arenado, and and you know you're pretty good, and he is good, are you? Is this not kind of a slap in the face? And I think the the question would still stand with any with any team that kind of takes on like a cap hit of another player. Yeah. You know, the Canucks paid Roberto Luongo his salary 
or part of it to play against them. Like that's what yeah. the Canucks think of Roberto Luongo. And that's what the Colorado Rockies think of Nolan Arenado. Like we would much rather pay 216K per game mm-hmm. for you to play against us. It's fucked. Makes no, <laughs> I mean, it's up. like, it's, <laughs> you know, you put it in financial terms. It's like, Hey, should we buy this guy out? It's like, uh, Hey, have you ever taken a fucking financial literacy class? No, yeah. let's keep him. But then you bring in, you bring in the impatience of sports fandom and sports management, Josh. And now if you're not winning, then we're, they look at it as like, Oh, if we pay 50 million, then in the grand scheme of things, we save 120 million. And it's yeah. like, Whoa, yeah. but you don't get the player. <laughs> like yeah, I don't you know. don't get the guy. So, because, so crazy because i've always had instances with people just in public not that i've actually interacted with but even people that complain in retail stores and just people that bitch and complain have you guys ever had the thought where it's like dude i'll pay you 50 dollars to just shut the fuck up and just yeah, never yeah. talk to me again yeah that is yeah. this times a million at yeah, that fair. Point, yeah. you know like it's actually so fucked so totally. i don't know if you're i think if you're nolan arenado like you're laughing dude oh, because you you escaped from a shitty franchise that drafted you. They paid you the money, and now they're even shittier without you, and they still have to pay. Yeah, you know? and I would, and it's like, also, you're probably pretty happy because in the end of your career, you have $200 million in your bank account. Yeah. So that that always happens. Yeah, just yeah. a casual consolation prize, you know? Yeah, you just throw a casual $100,000 in Dogecoin whenever you want. You're just like, <laughs> fuck it. I got it. So this week's paycheck, yeah. whatever. So, yeah. Love that. It's fucking nuts. Okay. That's my All right, guys. That's it. Sick. That's it for today. Episode 44, Tarver Tuesday. <laughs> Did oh, that? Oh, dude, we should have said I should have been bleeping that. <laughs> Raph, Raph, can I, if I say something now, can you put it, can you put it at the start of the episode? Sure. All right. Stick and Ring Podcast, episode 44. We're going at breakneck speed today. <laughs> Uh, that was a good one. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that was a good one. I'll give you that one. Oh, God. All gonna, right. I, I know exactly how I'm gonna mix that in there. <laughs> All right, oh, fellas. Fuck. Hey, Raph, make sure you don't miss out on the bleeps. Promo code bleep out the bad ones. Promo code. We only got four bleeps. All right, sick. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate not it. bad. DraftKings.com. Yeah. Eligibility restrictions do apply to to your age, whatever your age is. Just check it out, dude. Pretty simple. Uh, that's it, boys. <laughs> that's it. Have a great night, guys. Later. Oh, harder, baby.